Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. I'm so excited you've tuned in for episode 73, Following and Flowing. This week features an interview with my adventurous friend, TV host, social activist, and mountain climbing girl, Cheryl Weber. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. They can be found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 73, along with information about our guest. So let's dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. Years ago, on a blistering, hot, sunny day in July, Todd and I went kayaking down the Grand River with my cousins, Bill and Rochelle, along with their beautiful daughter, Bree, and her future hubby, Zach. In the first leg of the journey, we kept getting stuck on the rocks because the river was lower than normal. Sometimes, after pushing and prodding with our paddles, we actually had to get out of the kayaks and carry them to move forward. Other times, we could just push through. To be honest, it was kind of frustrating, and I was worried that my suggestion to kayak was a bad idea. But then the water got deeper and started moving. Finally, we started flowing downstream with not a lot of effort. We were laughing and splashing each other, having a lot of fun. Well, that was for the first hour and a half, and then we started getting tired but we were in the middle of nowhere, not even a house in sight, when we hit another low point and got stuck on the rocks again. Thankfully, we got to the other side and got in the flow again. But for another hour and a half, burning our skin in the scorching sun without so much as a drop of water on any of us. Years later, we often talk about our grand experience and laugh, remembering one of our most fun trips together. I think following God's plan for your life is a lot like our kayak down the Grand River experience. It's the most exciting adventure you can experience when you're following the destiny God's plan for your life. One day you're flowing and the next rocks are right in the middle of your path and you have to figure out a way to get over, around or through them. It's not easy, but you feel empowered when you overcome these hardships. Isaiah 58.11 is a great encouragement to help you learn how to follow so you're flowing and not stuck in the rocks. When the prophet says, The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you're dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. As you listen to my interview with Cheryl Weber, think of this verse in Isaiah 58:11 and my kayak analogy. God wants your life to be an exciting adventure where he helps you over the rocks, refreshes your sun-scorched skin, and guides you to start following and flowing towards the grand adventure he's planned for your life. Nourish your faith with your favorite Bible teachers whenever you can. Connect to your global community wherever you are. And worship with an uplifting mix of today's top artists however you want. 
Download the MyJoy Radio app right now and never mute out your favorite songs, stories, or scriptures ever again. It's free and grants you unlimited access to on-demand programs and podcasts, an in-app Bible, and Joy Radio's 24-hour live stream. Get the MyJoy Radio app today in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Shira Weber is a seasoned television host, global journalist, producer, and public speaker. Her passion is to tell great stories, whether through her in-depth one-on-one interviews or the stories she's produced from around the globe. Cheryl's passion for justice and poverty alleviation has taken her from the peak of Mount Kilimanjaro to some of the most desperate and remote places on the planet. I give you a big Soul H2O welcome, Cheryl, my mountain mastering friend. (laughs) <laughs> it's so great to be with you, Sherry. Thanks. Uh, Cheryl, you are one adventurous girl. And if anyone follows you on social media, they would know that. And you've lived just this adventurous life that I'm sure we could probably like make many episodes out of your story. But your story actually started not too far away from me, just a little ways away in Windsor, Ontario, didn't it? Yeah, isn't that funny that we're both from that that area of the world? Uh, it was such an American, in a way, upbringing, being on the border, Windsor yeah. and Detroit. Uh, I don't really think I figured out what being a Canadian was until I moved farther away and then traveled across Canada because it's so diverse. So diverse. And, you know, I, I love hearing about your family. Um, they're just such a wonderfully warm family. And then, you know, you went off to ORU Bible College. And it was there when I was watching some of your uh, interviews and Hunter Huntley Street at the beginning. And, you know, they were telling about the story about how your mom had a vision when you went off and you were actually going off for music to ORU, but she had a different vision of your future. Maybe you could share that with the people. Oh, that's so great. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, I went as a music major and I hated it, like as music, (laughs) as work. You know, I realized it was a hobby more than work every night playing the piano. And so I just took a bunch of courses, got into communications, fell in love. But I came home that first semester before I changed my um, major and my mom told my roommate at the time, oh, Cheryl, I see her that she's going to be on TV. God gave me this vision. And she laughed so hard because I was so painfully (laughs) shy. She used to introduce me to people as this is Cheryl, my silent roommate. That was actually my name. That's too crazy. I know this is like the fear of every parent, their kid, you know, first year college, university, they're away and they hate their program. But it was absolutely God's calling, God's plan for your life. And it's amazing how he can take this quiet Cheryl and make her into the voice that is not only speaking across Canada, but through the nations, like God has used your voice all around the globe. Yeah. And here's the funny thing beyond being painfully shy and never wanting to be at the front of anyone, like definitely I'm an introvert. Um, I also love to be at home. I had my friends over my house. I never wanted to go over their house, you know, and traveling occasionally, but only to five-star resorts. And literally I remember this day I was in church. I was probably in my twenties and I always knew that I was called to travel, but kind of just avoided thinking about it. And I remember that they had this, this call to say like, if you feel called to the nations, come up front. And I was like, first of all, I don't want to come up front. I do not like being in front of people. 
uh, and my, my business with God is personal, you know, and I could do it right here, but I knew I had to go up. So I went up and they said, take off your shoes and commit your feet to God. And so I was just wrestling so hard and I could hear God saying to me, places nobody goes, dusty corners of the world. And I was like sobbing. You would not believe this, Sherry, from my gut sobbing. I do not want to do this. And I finally said, okay, God, my life is yours. I will do whatever you want. But one thing I ask, change my heart so that I love it because I do not want to be that Christian who's doing what you ask and being miserable and complaining mm. and hating it. If this is, you know, you own my heart, I gave you my heart. So if this is really what you want, give me a love and a passion for it. Well, you know me, Sherry, you didn't know the yeah. old Cheryl. So no. you, you probably can't even imagine that this would have been a struggle mm. for me. But this was such a turning moment in my life where, where over the course of the next three or four years, God gave me such a passion for travel. And then he never took me anywhere. And I was whining then the whole time going like, now you give me this passion. And so other opportunities would come up to travel and he'd be like, nope, you just need to be about Canada. And I was like, ah, how could you change my heart and then ground me in Canada? <laughs> that's, that's usually the way it goes. And in my experience, it doesn't happen right away. And that was actually going to be my next question, you know. So you get this amazing call from God. You sense him, you know, speaking to you that he wants to send you to the nation. And so does that happen right away where all of a sudden you're on TV and speaking to the nations? Oh, my goodness. And, you know, I think a lot of people um, need to hear this because especially in this culture, like everybody wants a platform and everybody wants to be launched. And my thing about two things about leadership, one is it involves crushing a thousand percent, like where God is working on your character and being given over to him, but also accomplishing the dreams that he's given you involves usually the death of that dream. Because yeah. as long as like you own it, right? God gives you this dream, you own it. You're trying to make it happen. You're trying to help the Lord. You're trying to get there. And you know, when you accomplish a dream that way, you have to maintain it. You have to fight off all the people who want it. You have to keep currying <laughs> favor. Like it's exhausting and it's so much the flesh. But when in that process, you die to that dream, you know, when God gives it to you, it is his dream. He has to maintain it. He has to keep it going. He has to fight off everyone else who wants what you have until the day that he decides that it's over and then it's on to the next. And there's just such a rest to it. It's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And I, I just see how you've grown in the time from when you experienced that call to when you really got to be in the fulfillment of it. And there is a lot of steps in between there wasn't just like, oh, bam, you all of a sudden, because I think your first job was not as a television host. <laughs> so I graduated with my broadcast journalism degree. My first job actually was working in a pick your own strawberry field. How humbling was that? <laughs> yeah. And then I got a job, but the only, they only had two positions available. And so I, out of the two, I picked um, executive secretary to the vice president of development. That's literally where I started. It was probably a decade before I really worked in television, you know, doing my dream. And man, like I, I had lots of steps along the way. I worked in children's television. I did some writing, all kinds of things. But it was really a journey of trusting God. And I always think of it like, um, oh, what is that movie? Do you remember Wax On? The Karate Kid. 
For oh, those yeah. of us who are a little bit older. <laughs> I think they older. had remakes, Cheryl. I think they had remakes. Okay. Some of the younger people will have watched the remake. <laughs> There's this moment where his mentor is making him wax a car, wax on, wax off all day long. And he gets really mad because he's like, you're just taking advantage of me to wax your car. You're not teaching me anything. But the movements were actually the movements that he needed to train his muscles in for karate. And I, and I look at my career like that. There's so many weird moments where I had jobs that didn't seem to make sense to where I wanted to go, but I just trusted that, that God was leading me. And in, in my immaturity, I thought each of those jobs was like, okay, now I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to produce a magazine. So I've got to learn everything about magazine producing. And, and now I'm going to be, you know, graphic designer. So I've got to learn everything about graphic design. And then finally I started realizing, oh, these are only steps. These are not the destination. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. I just need to trust God. And I feel like he was training me in all kinds of different kinds of muscle memory that I would actually need that I've used all of those things now today, but did not make sense at the time. Well, Cheryl, I can't wait till we get to come back after the break and people can hear the next few steps that lead you to exactly what God had called you to. I'm Cheryl Weber from episode 73. And my music pick for Soul H2O Radio is Like You by Aaron Cole, featuring Torn Wells and Toby Mac. Everybody is becoming something. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth is committed to calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ. As the author of over 20 books and leader of the True Woman Movement, Nancy has dedicated her life to introducing and guiding women through biblical womanhood. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth, weekdays at 11.30 a.m. right here on Joy, hometown Christian radio for the GTA. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Well, I'm here with my amazing mountain climbing friend, Cheryl Weber, the seasoned television host and so much more. Cheryl, I am just so happy to have you on the show. And we were into your story to the point where you had this incredible call of God on your life that was from out of nowhere that you were going to be on TV. And it took years for you to actually get to the point where you were in a role where you became a reporter. And how, you know, how many years did that take? Oh, my goodness. I think that probably took, I'm just counting here in my head, um, probably about 12 or 13 years. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because when I first started out and my degree, my, my dream was to be a reporter. But every, every step I took seemed to take me further away from that. And I laid it down so many times that I completely forgot about it, to be honest. And I really enjoyed being a producer behind this, this, the scenes. And I didn't want to be on TV. So when I had the opportunity finally to be a reporter, it took some prayer. I wasn't too sure. My boss kind of talked me into it. I had some doubts. And when I started doing it, I was three months into my job and I woke up one morning, I was getting ready and God spoke to me and he said, you're living your dream. And yes. I was floored. How could I have forgotten that that was actually my dream? Like I, <laughs> that's what I talk about. Death of a dream. It's a whole nother area and a whole nother story where I had to lose yeah. the dream so much that even when he gave it to me, I didn't realize he did. 
But I got to tell you this, I did not sleep for the first three years. Anytime before I had to be on TV or do a report, I never slept the night before. I was just terrified. <laughs> but oh, I refuse to let fear, I, I just made a decision a long time ago that fear is not going to control my life or stop me from living it. So you know what? Fear is generally not fatal. So just no. do it afraid. And guess what? Fear is a bully. And the more you face it, the more it goes away and the smaller it gets. And that's been my experience. It doesn't scare me anymore. What used to terrify me doesn't scare me at all. Absolutely. Courage does not mean the lack of fear. It just means that you push through it. And then that's if it if there was no fear, anything you had to push through, it wouldn't take courage. So I, I think yes. you're right on there. But it was amazing how through that dream coming true, God unlocked another dream and purpose to travel and to do overseas work where you were actually so involved in helping girls get out of human trafficking, help those who got out already to um, get to healing. Yeah, there's such a story behind that. Um, I won't go through the whole story because I don't think we have time. But I do remember, um, you know, like just having such a passion for it. And I remember being at this church where I'd shared something. And these, these people from the States said, I don't know who you are, but we saw you on TV today. Can we pray for you? And when they prayed for me, I started sobbing like out of nowhere and saying, God, please let me do something to help girls that are trafficked in the sex trade. And I was like, where did that come from? And there was a whole journey beyond that where God finally took me to Cambodia. I was in a brothel. I was interviewing little girls that I'd actually seen on a new show being rescued from brothels as children. Now they were 12 or 13. I got to meet them and hear how they were on a journey to healing. And, and honestly, Sherry, that was an answer to my prayer because when I saw that documentary, those kids being rescued, I had prayed three things, that they would be rescued that they would find um, God and that they would be healed. And when I met them, they were on that journey to healing. They had found the Lord and they'd been rescued. And, and it was a, just in a wow. moment of God saying that like, he hears your prayers. When you pray those news story prayers or things that you hear about, God hears it. And he wanted me to know it and sit down across from it. And when you pray, God, here I am, take me wherever you want me to go, like you did, it happens. It may take a decade, two decades, as it seems in your case, you know, yes. where you were finally then the host of the television station, what your mom saw when you were just a young girl. But then life just, you know, it didn't always go easy. In the last couple of years, you had some really bad health issues. Yeah, three surgeries in three years. And the second one was really brutal because, um, you know, I, I was believing God for like, you know, those great stories We're like, oh, everything went better than we thought. And we can't believe how, you know, easy it was. And we thought it was going to be so much worse. That's what I was praying for. I got out of surgery and they said, you are the worst case scenario. Like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And then afterwards, I got an infection in the incision, an infection in the surgical site. And my doctor kept saying to me, you're the worst case scenario. And I was so stunned because I'm like, this is not what I was expecting or praying for or like what is going on. And I was in the hospital for almost a month. And when I got out, I was really like struggling to understand why God had allowed this into my life. Cheryl, so often we question, like, why does God allow things in our lives? But I think your favorite Bible verse that you've shared with us, and I'd love for you to let the people hear it, you know, from Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30, I think it speaks into how we deal with those times when we're asking God, why? Mm, yeah, absolutely. So Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30, I love it in the Passion Translation. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? 
Come to me. I will refresh your life for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine, learn my ways, and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Such a beautiful translation. Yeah, I love it too. I've been reading through it this year and that's been my Bible study tool and tip this year, but yours goes right along with that, that when we're in those times where we don't know where to turn, you know, we don't understand the circumstances of our lives, you know, here you are living your life for God and you are literally hanging on for your life. And as a friend, we were praying for you so much in that time when we got the call that it was the worst case scenario, you know, we're praying, but God used this verse to encourage you that you could lay that burden down to him. But I'm hoping you can share your Bible study tool and tip with people that would help them to get through like you got through in those circumstances? Yeah, absolutely. Number one is to remember who God is. So circumstances sometimes tell you that he doesn't see you, he doesn't care, that he's letting bad things happen to you. I think for me, remembering who God is, and part of that is soaking. So it's kind of a practice where you still yourself, you listen to peaceful music. There's actually a whole genre that I use called soaking music. And I like to use the words, you know, just to remind myself of who God is but you can also just do instrumental. And it's really just spending time in God's presence. And even sometimes when you don't hear anything, you try to listen. It's not really about your brain. It's about letting him encourage your spirit. And you just feel that deep sense of God's love and presence. And even if you feel like nothing's happening, I promise you for me, when I do it that same day or by the next day, there's something happening with God in my life. And it's absolutely amazing. I think it's sometimes, Sherry, it's just making room for him with all the noise that we live in every single day. I agree. It's that soaking in his presence where you're just like shutting everything else down. And I love, you know, that term soaking too, because I just imagine a bath where you've got the bubbles and everything and you're just soaking (laughs) and you're just sitting there. You're not caring about the time. And is this really how God helped you to get through the most difficult times of your life? Oh, a thousand percent. This whole last year in the pandemic, soaking has been the number one tool I've had to use, like shut off the news because I I am a news junkie, I have to admit. I've had to Mm -hmm. shut off the news and just start listening to that music and reminding myself about how huge God is. He created everything we see. He is not, the pandemic is not greater than God, you know, And, and it's crazy. You have to actually remind yourself of that, but you do. And it has been essential for me, actually, to just calm my spirit, calm my mind, remember who he is, and trust my future into his hands. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much for sharing your story with us or parts of your story. If you want to hear more about Cheryl's life, you can grab a copy of Faith, Life and Leadership, Volume 2. It's an amazing book where Cheryl tells her story. You're going to want to grab a copy. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Oh, it's been my honor to be with you. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, It's been my pleasure, girl. Are you stuck on the rocks of life trying to follow after God's plan? Or are you flowing downstream, laughing and having fun along the way? 
No matter what part of the path you're on today, know that soaking in God's presence will make all the difference. Life will throw rocks in your path and more than once. But if you commit to get refreshed from Jesus, the source of living water, then you'll become like Cheryl, living out Isaiah 58, 11, guided by God and beautiful like a well-watered garden, an ever-flowing spring moving towards the adventure God has for your life. This week, I challenge you to spend time soaking in God's presence like Cheryl and I talked about. You can even go on the show notes to find a link to my Spotify soaking playlist. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 73 of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show, Following and Flowing. Make sure to check out the show notes for deeper insights and information about our guest. If you're feeling a little on the rocks, make sure to check out my online course, Traveling Through the Desert with You, so you can get back into the flow. You'll find it linked in the show notes. Until next week, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.